please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check us out. www.famousapple.com. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me at Jimmy at FamousApple.com. Email me. I'd love to hear from you. I answer all my emails. So, how you doing today, my friends? You doing good? You feeling better than you did yesterday? You feeling stronger? Good. I'm glad. I hope you're still doing everything the doctor's telling you to. I, you know, I know how it is. The warm weather's here. Who wants to go to a doctor's appointment, especially in the middle of the day? But you know what? It's important, and you gotta keep going. You got to keep doing what you got to do. You're disabled. You got a doctor's appointment. You got to go to the doctor's appointment. That's your job. So make sure you go. Okay. Make sure you fill your prescriptions. Make sure you take the prescriptions as they're written. Follow all the warnings on it too. Read those prescription bottles, especially in this warm weather, because they may have warnings on it about sunlight, direct sunlight. So make sure you read the prescription bottles carefully. Well, we got a good one for you today. We're going to follow up what we did last week with the additives to these foods and the diet sodas and stuff. And plus, some helpful hints with watching our weight, especially in these summer months, these lazy, hazy days of summer where you're sitting around and you're just taking in the the warm weather or you're taking in the air conditioning, watching TV, relaxing. We have a tendency to snack. We have a tendency to eat as we watch TV. So we're going to talk about that too. Before we start, I want to answer an email from Amelia from Michigan. She wrote to tell me that she's been receiving Social Security disability since November of last year. And her and her husband have decided that they're going to downsize a little bit so that they can save money on rent. So they're moving. In the meantime, they've come across a lot of articles that they don't need anymore. And she put them on eBay and stuff like that to sell, to sell off. And then she got nervous. She got nervous about doing that because she put her name on it and she's worried about getting money and how it's going to affect her Social Security and if it will affect her Social Security. And just to cut to the chase, Amelia, it's not going to affect your Social Security. You're allowed to sell some stuff off on eBay or Amazon or wherever you're going to sell it. Uh, You can put it on Craigslist. You're not making a living out of doing it. You're getting rid of some stuff that you no longer need. So that's that's perfectly allowable. Now, there's a certain amount that you can you can make up to each month that's not going to affect your Social Security disability. What I would suggest you do, all right, to put your mind at ease, is go to ssa.gov, click on Social Security Disability, and in the search bar, put up Making Money While on Disability, and read that, and just... 
take that all in and that'll put your mind at ease especially in this case because you sound like a textbook example that they use so no you don't have to worry but don't take my word for it go right to ssa.gov and click on social security disability and search that site there and make yourself more familiar with it if you haven't already okay that that should put your mind at ease okay don't don't fret about it don't lose sleep about it don't worry about it you know i just want to bring out one more thing because i've heard other people say this to me they're nervous about going on the social security website for some reason they think that they're gonna realize that it's them asking these questions and they're getting themselves paranoid about it believe me that's why the website is there for you to go on, research it. Nobody's secretly taking your IP address and watching you or anything like that. So get that thought out of your mind. The website's there for you to use. It's there for you to research. Do your research. Read up on it. Get to know it. Be familiar with the website. But don't let going to that website make you paranoid. I've, I've talked to many people that are paranoid about it. They get absolutely frozen at the thought of going on that website. And I guess it's the same. Some people get the same way with the IRS. So don't get like that. The, Social Security is not there to harm you. They're there to help you. And that's why they have a website there for you to research on and read and explore. So go there, take some time, give yourself some time because there's a lot to read. And remember this. If you still feel uncomfortable going to the website, you have me, Jimmy Apple, at an apple a day. Listen here. Don't don't stop listening to an apple a day. You keep listening to an apple a day and send your questions to me and I'll go to the website for you. All right? Okay. Let's start moving on here. All right. Last time we were talking, we were talking about these diet drinks these diet sodas and the additives in the diet sodas that can do harm to you or right after that right after the podcast came out in the new york post there was an article that came out that weekend and it's about a new study that sounds the alarm over artificial sweeteners that's right they're talking about that sweetener you've heard the name aspartame you've heard it i'm sure it's been around for a while and it's used in a multitude of things, everything from uh, diet sodas to chewing gum to diet candy to baking, you name it. But this article is pretty interesting, and I want to I wanna share this with you. It says um, it's not such a sweet deal, this asparatine. Experts from the University of Sussex are sounding the alarm over asparatine, an artificial sweetener used in everything from diet soda to chewing gum. In the U.S., it is commonly sold under the brand name NutraSweet. A new academic paper from Professors Eric Millstone and Elizabeth Dawson say a European Food Safety Authority review declaring aspartame safe in 2013 was flawed. In their study, the duo accused the agency of relying on very weak studies and discounting the results of every single one of 73 studies that indicated asparatine could be harmful. I have had about 250 people come to me saying they think asparatine caused the problem, Millstone told the Daily Mail. I would describe it as strong circumstantial evidence that they have had neurological symptoms and have eventually come to the conclusion asparatame was responsible. 
aspartame had has been legal in the United States since it was approved by the FDA in 1974. Now, there's people on both sides of the argument that, that'll tell you aspartame is either good for you or it's bad for you, and both have tests that they're running. But who do you believe? Who do you believe? Me? I'm the type of person that would rather err on the side of caution. Now, I was looking in Healthline. They have a whole article on aspartame, but part of this article says the anti-aspartame activists claim that there's a link between aspartame and a multitude of ailments, including cancer, seizures, headaches, depression, attention deficit disorder, ADHD, dizziness, weight gain, birth defects, lupus, Alzheimer's disease, and multiple sclerosis, MS. You know, that's enough for me to say, I'm going to stay away from it. And the other thing is, is that aspartame is also sold under the name Equal. There's other sweeteners out there, you know, the pink one. I don't like that one because of the aftertaste with that. It's just a matter of choice. So I started using Equal, too. I used Nutritaste. I used Equal. I used uh, Walmart brand. And all of these have this aspartame in it and eventually I just stopped using them all I just stopped using them all as a diabetic I don't want to use sugar because that's a lot of empty calories now I I'm a big coffee drinker I've told you that before and I use dairy-free creamer in my coffee to avoid some carbohydrates and I use I just use that instead of using any sweetener I just use the dairy-free creamer flavored and it's sugar-free it's low carb and that's fine for me that's fine for me and I'm a big I'm a big eater of oatmeal. But instead of using sweetener in my oatmeal now, I use cinnamon, which I like the taste of cinnamon in my oatmeal. It's good. I look for things that I can avoid that I can substitute for sugar. Now I look for things that I can substitute for the sweetener. I'll tell you this. I don't like putting artificial things in my body. Now I'm not telling you not to use it. I'm not telling you to use it. I'm just giving you some information to help you make an educated guess on whether or not you should use it. Me? I went and I asked my doctor. I thought they would know better than me. They're the professionals, right? So I asked my general practitioner, and he told me, no way, stay away from it. Stay away from it. They're no good for you. And the cancer words came up, and and I was like, wow, wow, okay. And that sent a chill through me. Then I said, well, let me ask my cardiologist. And my cardiologist said, eh, he says, it depends on which way you think about it. So everyone has their own opinion. But like I said, for me, I err on the side of caution. If there's a chance that something's bad for me, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to use it. My health is already compromised. Your health is already compromised because of the accident or whatever. For whatever reason, you're disabled. Your health is already compromised. Why would you add to it? That would be like saying, well, you're disabled now, so you want to take up smoking. That's ridiculous. This is no different. All right? I want to move on. I want to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about dieting. A little bit. Not a whole lot. And don't worry, I'm not reading any articles on that one. But let's move on here. You're sitting on the couch. You're watching Jerry Springer. You're eating that cold pizza left over from last night. You got a bag of potato chips on sitting on the side there. You're drinking a bottle of soda. Got that propped down on the floor. And you're eating, you're munching, you're munching, you're munching, you're swallowing that soda, you're washing it down. 
and all of a sudden you notice there's only like a mouthful of soda left in the bottom of the bottle, and you're starting to nurse it because you don't want to have to get up to go get another bottle of soda. But eventually you do, so you, you, you finish off that soda, you get up, you go to the refrigerator, get yourself another bottle of soda. Hey, there's cookies on the counter, so you grab two. They're small. Ah, grab three. You need something for the walk back to the couch. You get back to the couch. You sit down, pick up that pizza, and continue where you left off. Sound familiar? If you tell me no, I know you're lying. Because every one of us, every one of us that have become disabled at one point or another has done that. And every one of us at one point or another that have become disabled has put on more weight than we ever thought possible. And that's just because our behavior changed. We're home. We have no place to go. We're sedentary. Maybe the doctor told us we have to stay off our feet. And there we are. We have nothing else to do but sit and eat. I know I, I know. I did. I know that happened to me. I put on a boatload of weight. And it happens to everybody. You know, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It, it just happens. And you say, oh, my God, I put on so much weight. Now how am I ever going to get rid of it? People look at you and you're, you're saying, well, I can't help it. Here, that's, the, that's the mistake you make. That's the mistake. Yes, you can help it. All right, and I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not faulting you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just giving you a suggestion here. If you go to Weight Watchers, the main principle of Weight Watchers is behavior modification. That's their secret. There's no magic pill. All of these magic pills, that's a bunch of hooey. That's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of bullshit. There's no magic pill that's going to make you lose weight. There's no special drink that you can drink that's going to make you lose weight. The only way you're going to lose weight is to modify your behavior eat less. The magic exercise. You see all these guys on TV. This exercise will tighten up your buns and tighten up your abs. The biggest exercise you can do is push away from the table. Push the food away from you. That's your biggest exercise. But behavior modification, that's the secret to losing weight. And that's the secret to maintaining your weight. And now people think, well, oh, now I got to go on a diet. I'm going to starve to death. No, you're not. You're not going to starve to death. Once you, once you learn to modify your behavior, you're going to be eating just like you always have, just in modified amounts. There's, no, there's nothing special about sitting there shoveling, shoveling food in your face. There's nothing healthy about that, that's for sure. And again, we have enough health problems. Why do we want to add to it? Again, I'll, I'll use the smoking analogy. We have enough health problems. We don't need to start, pick up cigarettes and start smoking, too, to add to it. So why do you want to pick up food and start shoveling it into your mouth to add to it? You don't have to do that. You don't need to do that. There's other things you can do with your time than eat. But I digress. The problem's already there. We've gained the weight. Now what do we do? You can look at all these fad diets that are out there, but that's just what they are. They're, they're fad diets. They're not going to last. The minute you go off the diet, you're going to gain the weight right back. That's like that diet. I, I, I forget the name of it. It's the one that you don't eat carbs. You just eat protein. I've seen people, they go to McDonald's. I'll have a Big Mac, but no bread. So they're just eating the meat and the other stuff that comes with it, and they're on a diet. But the minute you start eating bread again, all of that weight comes back. I had a buddy of mine, and the guy was huge. And I, we lost touch there for a while, and all of, I see him, and all of a sudden, this guy's down to, he's like fighting weight. 
And I was like, man, how'd you do it? And he told me about this diet he went on, cut out carbs. And the guy looked great. And I was actually thinking about doing it. And again, a couple of months went by. He moved, comes back to visit his parents. And I run into him. And he's back to being the same big guy that he always was. And I said, wow. And, uh, and I didn't want to say, wow, you, you look like a, a, a fat guy again. And he said, yeah. He says, I, I put on the weight again. I said, yeah, I noticed. He says, I went off the diet. So you got to watch these fad diets too. And any of these diets that tell you, well, drink this solution and it's going to clean out your system. And you got to watch all of that stuff. You don't know what's in it. It's just like that, the stuff we were talking about last week, all right? Big penis. You don't know what's in that. They, it turns out they had the, the, the chemical from Viagra in it that, that raises your blood pressure so high or so low that it can, it can kill you. You don't want to put these artificial things in your in your body. Here, my wife, for example, back in the 80s, she took a diet pill that was a prescription, mind you. It was a prescription. She got it from the doctor, Fenfen, and that did damage to her heart. Her valve, her heart valve started leaking because of that, that drug. So you got to watch out for all these additives. The, the strongest diet you can go on is the one where you just modify your behavior. Don't, don't think you're going to take take weight off by putting something else in your body. That's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And then you hear these things about people with these lap bands. and Yeah, they, they put a lap band on. They, they go, they have surgery, unnecessary surgery, to put a lap band on. And then they got to eat like 50 meals a day, teaspoon size. That's ridiculous. That's no way to live either. Look, modify your behavior. And yes, the weight comes off slowly, but it didn't go on overnight. You got to remember that. That's the one thing you got to write that on a piece of paper, put it on your refrigerator. The weight did not come on overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. But if you modify your behavior, you modify your way of eating, eventually it'll go away and it'll go away at a smart pace. And now here, I'm saying a lot about modify your behavior. Some people are probably thinking, yeah, you want me to eat carrot sticks and celery sticks and radishes and all? No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about, and I'm not even talking about counting calories. That's the whole thing. When a diabetic, when a person is diabetic and they go on the diabetic diet, calories really don't mean a thing. Uh, All right, they do, but they don't. The biggest thing that you have to watch on the diabetic diet is your carb intake, your carbohydrate intake. And for a diabetic, your carbohydrate intake is the the most important thing to watch, and you have to break it down. Carb intake should be 45 to 60 carbs per meal, and that breaks down to about uh, servings of carbs. could be 15 grams each, 15 grams each carbohydrates with your meals. So like if you want to have bread, if the bread is seven carbs a slice, you can have two two slices of bread with your meal. You know, you look at it like that. I know it sounds like a lot of work. You got to look it up. In the beginning it is, but after a while you start to realize you know what your carbohydrate intake is going to be because you've already read it a couple of times. And you can go online, you can get the books online, you can get the charts online of how much carbs or how many carbs are in different different items of food. You can look on nutrition labels in the in the stores when you're buying it. And healthy food doesn't have to taste like crap. To be perfectly blunt, but just watch your carb intake, and you'll be surprised. It'll it'll keep your sugars at a at a at a good level. You know, it it'll help to stay starve off diabetes. It'll keep you feeling good, and it'll 
knock your weight down a little bit. You know, you can look at pizza. Pizza, pizza might have 25 carbs in a slice of pizza. Maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. I'm just using round numbers here. So that means you could have two slices of pizza at a meal. I, I don't know how much pizza you eat, but two slices of pizza is what a human being eats. I know there was a time where I could sit down and probably eat half a pie, but two slices of pizza is what a human being eats. And that's not bad. And then snacks in between. Now, I want to ask you this. Did you ever notice when you're in the hospital, you go in the hospital, you're not snacking all day. You're not laying down watching TV eating a bag of potatoes potato chips or drinking shakes or anything like that. They bring you in breakfast in the morning. You get a snack mid-morning. They bring you in lunch at 12 o'clock, 12.30. You may get a snack mid, uh, mid-afternoon. mid Dinner comes around 5.30. You may get a snack around 9 o'clock at night. You go to bed. You ever notice that? And when you come out of the hospital, people go, oh my God, you lost so much weight while you are in the hospital. That's because your behavior has been modified while you're in the hospital. Now, if you can do that at home, you can knock off weight and you can maintain your weight. But the biggest thing, the big secret is counting your carbs. And you should keep your carbs to anywhere between 45 and 60 per meal. That's per meal. Now, that doesn't mean, well, I only ate 10 carbs for breakfast, so I can add 50 for my lunch to my to my other 60. No. If you only eat 10 carbs in the morning for breakfast, that's it. Now at lunch, you can only have 45 to 60 there. If you only eat 20 at lunch, that doesn't mean you can have 40 more with dinner. No, that means you can only have 45 to 60 with dinner. That's your limit. 45 to 60 for each meal. And on snacks, it's 15 to 20 or 15 to 25 even. And you'll see by modifying your behavior like that, you'll lose weight. And you... Like I said, you have to learn to read the labels. Read the labels when you go food shopping. That's why I like the water from Walmart, the flavored water. There's no sodium, there's no calories, there's no carbohydrates. And it tastes great, and it fills me up. Just like drinking a bottle of soda. It's carbonated, it's great. And it helps me lose weight, or it helps me helps me to maintain weight. That's your big secret. All of that other stuff, you know, take this pill and it'll it'll make you lose the fat, separate the fat, do this, do that. None of it, all of that is bullshit. And I can't say enough against that. Like I said, we have enough problems. And I'm sure if you ask your doctor, your doctor will tell you stay away from all these miracle drugs that are going to make you lose weight overnight. It's not going to work. He knows it. Now you know it. Do it naturally. Modify your behavior. You'll see how quick you lose weight. you see how, how easy it'll be to maintain your weight and how much better you're going to feel. One more thing, though. Like everything else, before you start any new diets or change anything, make sure you check with your doctors first. Always check with your doctor before you change anything with diet or anything. All right, my friends. Thank you very much for stopping by today. I appreciate it. We'll talk again on Friday. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you then. And remember this, no matter what, things can always be worse. That's right. Right now, there's somebody somewhere striving to get to where you're at. So things can always be worse, my friends. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Take care, my friends. Ha <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.